Hi, this is Megan Daz Mamas. Two best friends with the same name and the same due date sharing their different experiences as first-time moms. Hey, Megan. Hey, Megan. How are you doing today? Oh, it's a Monday. Um, it is it, a Monday. It feels like a Monday. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, it's a very Monday Monday today. Um, How about so you? You're you're having just as Monday of a Monday. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a some uh, March in Nashville, super rainy. So it's been like the third day of just rain. Um, and so it's kind of a bummer because I'm like, I'd like to go outside and breathe in oxygen that's not in my home. But, you know, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, it's sunny here, but it's like sunny, sunny. So it's Florida summer is already coming. Like it's coming for yeah. us. And I already walk outside. I'm like, it is hot. Yeah. And what people don't realize, I think, until you spend different time, like you spend a lot of time outside of Florida. Um, it is brighter in Florida because obviously it's closer to the equator, but like you don't notice until you're down there and you're like, whoa, it is <laughs> bright. Cause like in Nashville, I can like, you know, get away with not wearing sunglasses outside every now and again. No, 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 no. In Florida, it's going to burn your eyes yes. out of your, of your skull. So you definitely need to wear them. <laughs> yes. Sunglasses are crucial to Floridians for sure. Um, but along those lines of <laughs> the struggles, right. Let's talk about our struggle and win for the week before we get into today's episode. So, Megan, you, you're driving the struggle bus today, and I'll be driving the win bus. So, how are you struggling? Well, besides the sun burning out my eyeballs <laughs> in Florida. Um, so, I made a big decision um, last week. and You did? Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Um I decided to step back from my job. Um, I'm an engineer and I've been working at the same company for almost 10 years. So ever since I left college, uh, left UF, um, I've been with this company. And, you know, I obviously went on maternity leave. I took the standard like 12 weeks um, Mm -hmm. and I went back. I kind of struggled with the decision on whether to go back or not but um I think I've mentioned it before my my husband and I own a coffee company and we've been you know I've been working full-time and you know Brian also has another another full-time job and then we were starting this coffee business on the side just a casual you know side hustle which Um, it's delicious and okay it's more than a casual side (laughs) at this point but it started out that way continue yeah like it started out as like a somewhat casual we're like we should do this and then it's it's grown into something very not casual um and then we had a baby you know no big deal um (laughs) again casual casual um so all of these very casual decisions, um, have just been a lot. And I just finally decided to step back, um, from my company and try to focus a bit more on being a mom and also growing our coffee business because the coffee business, you know, it has been growing and, um, we're excited to see where it can go. Um, and also it allows a lot more flexibility because, you know, as many working moms know, um, 
it's just hard. It's hard to mm-hmm. juggle a full-time job and trying to be a parent. And um, I was finding it very hard to do all the things. And it came time to where they were pulling people back into the office. Um, I've been working remote ever since March of last year. Um, and I, I just finally decided, I'm like, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. at least not right now. So um yeah, I mean, it's kind of a win, but it was also just a big struggle to make that big decision. And I'm still a little scared about it, but um, but we'll see how it goes. So, yeah. yeah. I'm really proud of you. I know that uh, the people listening, Megan and I have spent a lot of time talking about this decision. And uh, I think it's a really exciting one. I'm excited to see you give Candid your full gusto slash uh, to get to be home with Riley. That's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a big decision. So it's kind of, it's scary, but it is definitely exciting too. So I wouldn't say it's a hardcore struggle, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Megan, what is your win? So I'll say that I think the win, it's kind of a mixed bag. So uh, we were chatting about it earlier. Ezra just like hasn't been himself the past couple of days. He's been like ornery and cranky. And he's been drooling a lot, right? And I was like, something is wrong, said Miss Clavel. And I'm pretty sure it's teething, but I just wasn't sure. Um, and so finally today, after like three days of just him being a little Grumpasaurus Rex, I pulled back that little lip and I saw it. And so like, I feel like that's a win. Um, one, it's like, obviously we knew there was something up with our child. So it's always nice when you're like, look at me. I'm noticing things and everything. Yeah. And it's like, actually something is wrong, but sometimes with babies, like there is nothing really wrong. And so you're like, mm, okay, cool. Um, but it was, it, it's a I feel like it's a win because he's starting to like grow up and I cried. I did cry about it. Um, of course. But it's really exciting to see that he's changing and every day, he gets more of his little personality and I don't know. It's just, to me, it feels like six months is a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I quite knew what it was going to feel like to make it this far <laughs> in those early days, but they can just do so much more stuff. I mean, it's down to little things like, okay, now it's safe for them to wear sunblock, but it's just like six months is just like a big milestone and it's excited exciting to be there and that he's getting his first tooth and we're solids and all of that good stuff um which speaking of solids it that's today's topic yes very exciting um yeah so around i mean some some people introduce solids uh well more like puree form in a little bit before six months but usually it's recommended now to wait until the six month marks for more solid solids i'll say mm-hmm. <laughs> yes um so yeah we'll go through a lot of the options because um as parents nowadays know it's it's not just simple right like you can't just like oh i'm gonna feed my baby now like no that's not how anything no. works no, and it's like, you know, Megan and I were talking about it when we were planning this episode. It's like our parents in the 80s, right? <laughs> like, I have to say, I was texting my family. Um, I mean, like, all the women in my family are in a little, like, side text together. I was like, oh, the baby got his first tooth. And they're like, put whiskey on his gums. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And my mom's like, no, actually, I think your dad did that one time. And I didn't know it until later. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. cool. But again, you it's know, fine. the Wild West of the 80s, it was like, 
okay, it's time to feed your baby solids. Go to the grocery store, get you some Gerber. Yep. And call it a day. spoon in their mouth. Yeah. And you're in, ta-da! <laughs> and now, <laughs> of course, it's, it's not that simple. Right. Um, and I, my mom has, you know, helped out with Riley. And it, yeah, it's definitely, like, very apparent, the differences in how things used to be and, like, all the different choices and just information that's out there now because obviously information wasn't just as readily available as it is now um so you can just drive yourself insane looking up mm-hmm. all the things which is mm-hmm. usually what um megan and i do so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so let's talk about all the information uh that we know um and we'll start with something called feeding in stages so megan do you want to tell the people about feeding in stages Sure. So feeding in stages is basically the traditional way to feed your baby. And so when you start to look up ways to feed them, um, you'll often find that like stage one food, stage two food, stage three foods, like you'll go into Pinterest and there'll be these like charts that are beautiful with different like vegetables and fruits. And it tells you like, oh, this is a stage one food. This is a stage two food. All this is, is just starting your baby slowly and so first you start with stage one and that's runny purees like super duper smooth purees with single ingredients so for example you would make like a broccoli puree and you would steam the broccoli puree it add in typically they suggest you do breast milk or formula depending on what you're doing but you can also just do water that's fine as well and you make it real real runny and you feed it to your baby Um, And you do that for, I believe it's the first two months. Um, And so that's like six to eight months. And so then you move on to stage two, which is thicker purees. So to give them a little bit more texture. And why you start with those runny purees is so that it mimics the texture of milk. So if you're formula feeding or breast milk, babies don't obviously have the ability to quite chew yet. And they're already used to that sucking motion. And so... that that, like super runny puree is a really natural next step for them but then they do need to start experiencing other textures i mean they're not going to have purees the rest of their life you're not going to puree pizza for them one day i hope you wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) so then you get into like thicker purees and you can start to add in like multiple ingredients so now it can be like oh broccoli and sweet potato puree and instead of it being like totally runny you it would have some chunks in it And that's because it's safer for at that point for a baby. They can handle it. Um, And so then you move on. You can try like different combinations, different blends. And then there's stage three, which is small, soft pieces of food. And so that's when baby has, they call it their pincer grasp or pincher grasp. Mm -hmm. And essentially babies first have, and I just looked up the name and it just popped out of my head. But they at first, the first way they can grasp food is Palmer, by like, Palmer grass, like, Palmer. Pa- like palm you. of your hand. Yeah. Palmer, look at you. I was like, it's something really easy to remember. But of course, I don't because new parent life. Yeah. <laughs> I find <laughs> myself girl. forgetting words all the time, which is usually my MO. Like, that's usually Brian's MO. Like, he'll be like, what, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, what is this? Under the bus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and for some reason, like, he just doesn't really do it much anymore or I do it so much that it feels like it the roles are reversed basically like because I'm just a tired 
anxious mess now anyway continue (laughs) and it's it's my literal job to know to do words and so i'll be sitting with my boss and i'll be like you know the thing and she's like uh i need more give me more help me <laughs> Anyways, Palmer grass. So basically, babies' fingers and hands aren't developed enough to do like a little pinchy motion. So like you would do a pinchy motion to pick up like a small grape with like your index finger and your thumb. They can't do that yet. All they can do is like take their whole little, you know, slobber covered hand <laughs> and grab something with the whole hand. And so that's why you wait. In the, ter- in the stage feeding until they have that pincer grasp where they can pick up a little food and stick it in their mouth. You still want it to be small and you want it to be smushed. So like grapes are a death trap, right? You got to like cut them in quarters and then eventually halves. Um, and like you got to smush a blueberry. You just got to like do all these things to make sure that it's still soft and small and that way they won't choke on it. Um, and so this is like the traditional way most people have historically fed their babies in the west meaning like the western part of the world um so that's what we're used to that's likely what your parents and grandparents will be like oh this is how you feed a baby um so when you're with them if you choose to do baby led weaning which is what megan's going to talk about or a blend uh you will want to sort of um prep them. guide them through that <laughs> yes. yeah prep them for sure and like grandparent boot camp right like here's the new science or like whatever it takes to get your grandparent on board um definitely do that so a couple reasons like why people choose this method one it, like we said it's tried and true it's like the, what you traditionally think of when you feed a baby this is the way to do it um, and so it is more like grandparent friendly or um, older caregiver friendly since that's the way it's always been done. It's also when you go to the grocery store, like that's what you're going to find. You're going to find those smooth purees. So if that's something like if you're a parent that doesn't have time to make your own food or you just don't want to, that's what's there for you. Um, it also reduces gagging and choking hazard, which I'll let you talk more about in the next section, Megan. Mm-hmm. But your baby can't really choke on a smooth puree um, or really. I mean, they do might do a little bit of gagging, but not so much. Um, and that's a, affirming for a new parent, right? You don't. <laughs> I'll get into a little bit like when we talk about baby led weaning, but like it it's, can be scary. And I know Tyler was like, I love our child so much. I don't want him to choke, um, but they can't choke on those purees. And then by the time you get to those like soft, moft, soft, moft, Good grief. <laughs> Soft. Small help, thin help. <laughs> part, of the teething, so part of the teething is sometimes they don't sleep super well. And so Ezra was up at one o'clock last night. <laughs> it was funny because we're letting, like Tyler and I are in bed. And I'm like, hey, will you go put the passy back in? And he like gets up and he's gone for a while. And I like half fall back asleep and I come back and he's holding the baby. He's like, should I go make the bottle? And I was like, honey, it's one in the morning. He's like, oh, shit. It was <laughs> six o'clock already. <laughs> no. Like, no, boo. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay, okay. And then he like put Ezra back to sleep. Um, anyways, so soft, small pieces of food. Yes. Um, and so then the last thing that's really like 
helpful, I would say, about why people choose this method is that you know exactly how much food your baby is getting. So you can like measure it, put it on a spoon or some sort of receptacle and know exactly how much. And for those parents who like to know that kind of stuff, that's um, super, super helpful. Um, And so before I talk about like the downsides to this method, Megan, why don't you tell the people a little bit about baby led weaning? Sure. Um, So baby led weaning was developed in the UK um, and basically it kind of skips the stage one that Megan was talking about or the puree stage and moves right to soft finger foods. Um, So right around six months, just picture you would be like handing your baby potentially a soft steamed broccoli floret or like a soft Mm -hmm. steamed um, carrot strip. Um, something that you can smush in your fingers. It can't be, you know, hard. Um, and it has to be a larger piece of food because like Megan said, a grape or something like a blueberry is basically like a choking hazard. It would, Mm -hmm. it is the size of their airway essentially. And they aren't developed enough to chew then swallow. Um, they wouldn't know to do that, but so it's basically, finger foods right from the start um and which like i thought was really interesting when i was reading about it because it's counterintuitive you would think like oh the smaller my baby smaller food yes. but that's not actually the case yeah exactly um it is counterintuitive um i would definitely yeah i feel like when i saw people handing their baby like a whole banana essentially i was like yeah. uh what is this craziness um <laughs> but um yeah, and, and I will say also, um, it's called baby-led weaning, um, but the the term weaning um, is usually referred to, like, when you're weaning your baby off of, like, breast milk or, or formula and switching to milk. Um, it's not just for that. It, that's kind of a misnomer. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's just what they call how to start solids, essentially, but breast milk or formula is still your baby's primary source of nutrition up until 12 months. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, you, um, in baby led weaning, you start right with finger foods. Um, so like Megan said, your baby has a palmer grasp and, um, you know, they have been reaching out and trying to grab all the things. So essentially you're putting food that perhaps you're eating too. Like if the family's mm-hmm. eating, you know, carrots that were roasted in the oven or something, you would, put that on your baby's tray and they would try and grab it, try and mouth it. Um, basically they're learning to eat. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's part of the reason that people choose this method, um, is because it's said to promote more, um, independent eating and to help your child learn to eat, um, and feed themselves early on. Um, You can feed your baby some of the same things that you're eating. Like I said, if you're having carrots or broccoli for dinner, um, you can, you know, do like an unseasoned version essentially for your baby um, as long as it's roasted or, you know, soft enough um, to give your baby. Um, And your baby won't eat or overeat because they're guiding the feeding themselves. So Mm -hmm. kind of in the more traditional sense, um, you know, people used to, you know, spoon feed the baby and just keep going, I guess, until like they kind of get upset or something. Um, yeah. But um, but in this, you know, you basically put it on the tray and they guide the eating session themselves. 
Um, so those, those are the pluses. Um, and then Megan, I guess, do you want to go through the, uh, the downsides of, of your feeding in stages? Yeah. So just as what Megan was saying is that some research indicates that your baby may not learn to feel full. And so because you're controlling how much food they eat um, and sort of like going by like a prescribed amount, because like when you get a jar of baby food, they tell you like X number of tablespoons or portion of the jar, what have you. And so um, it's easy for a parent who's spoon feeding a baby to like be like, oh, one more bite when like your baby actually may not still be hungry. And so then you're not allowing them to know when they're full. And so um, baby led like the opposite as Megan was describing is that baby led weeding, they'll just stop eating when they're full. Um, And then it also, this research suggests that it leads to picky eating um, because babies are not exposed to enough tastes and different textures early on. So then they're more likely to develop preferences. This research was a little bit more mixed um, because there's definitely ways if you can like have a bunch of different flavors of purees and somehow and like incorporate textures later on. But they did say that your child is more likely to develop picky eating behaviors with the traditional feeding and stages as opposed to baby led weaning. And picky eating is one of those things that's like irrationally makes me like grinds my gears. Right. Like, <laughs> Same. There's a lot of things that I can like tolerate, but picky eating drives me bonkers, mm-hmm. um, especially when I see like adults do it. I just, I know, and there's a lot that goes along with picky eating. There's a lot of psychology behind it. And I try to understand that, but it just drives me crazy. And and Tyler and I are both like super adventurous eaters. So we're like, not our child. (laughs) Um, Yep. And then, of course, if you're doing this method, the feeding in stages, you can't just like slide your baby some carrots off your plate um, because that's not the method you're choosing. So then you would have to either prepare them that food separately or you have to buy it separately which can get expensive and time consuming um so those are some of the downsides of the feeding and stages megan what about downsides for baby led weaning yeah um so baby led weaning i'll go with the i'll go from order of kind of a downside to definitely a downside um yeah so kind of a downside it's pretty messy um, because mm-hmm. babies are, you know, you're starting at six months. It's not like your baby is super coordinated and they don't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Like they're literally just learning how to eat. So if you put something in front of them, let's say an avocado slice or whatever, they're going to mash it in their hands. They're going to explore it. It's kind of going to be almost like a toy to them. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, they, it, some might make its way to their mouth or on their face or on the floor, like everywhere. Um, so it's very, very messy um, compared to, you know, if you're spoon feeding a baby, you can definitely control where the food goes. Um, mm-hmm. Then um, next I'd say is it's time consuming. So it takes a baby longer to try and feed themselves. You know, if you're, you're kind of waiting on them to do the exploration, to try and pick the food up, to try and, mouth it, explore, mash it in their hands, whatever. Like they, they could spend, you know, 20 minutes just feeling around. (laughs) Oh, and, and it, yeah, we'll get into it, but it is happening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
yeah i mean because to them all they've known up until this point is like you know a toy or they're exploring obviously so food is no different they definitely don't know like oh i'm gonna pick this up and put this in my mouth now like no um so that can be time consuming um and you know it it is hard to tell how much your baby has consumed um Mm -hmm. but uh, like i said um it's your breast milk or formula is the primary source of your baby's nutrition so as much as you want to see your baby like i know because I definitely feel this way. Like I feel good when she has eaten food. (laughs) Um, I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. good. Um, You're getting nutrition and you're learning how to eat and blah, blah, blah. But if your baby doesn't eat any solids, like they'd also be fine. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the big thing that they look for or like around six months. And I think it peaks around nine months is your baby starts to not get enough iron apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But they usually have you like, our pediatrician um, suggested she go on a multivitamin, um, a liquid multivitamin that includes iron. Um, so a lot of pediatricians will recommend that. And then obviously they'll want to try and get some iron from your food. But but yeah. Um, yeah. And if you choose to like wear formula feeding, mm-hmm. well, with one, you know, we're still in the, I'm winding down, but he still gets some breast milk. Formula is already iron fortified. So if you're doing that, that's not necessarily as much of a concern as it is for exclusively breastfed babies. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, so as much as you want to like see your baby potentially eat a certain amount or whatever, just it, know that it's still their primary source of nutrition, breastfeeding or formula. Um, and then the biggest downside, I would say, um, is the gagging and choking risk that comes with baby mm-hmm. love eating. Um, so obviously the, the choking risk is manageable um, by, you know, you give them, like I said, foods that are big enough to where, you know, it wouldn't be straight down their airway and soft enough to where you can, you know, press it with your fingers and it gives way. Um, but because you're feeding your baby not a puree, the choking risk is increased, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And even if they're... So choking and gagging are two different things. Okay, so um, choking, they would look panicked and not be breathing, right? Gagging is just... I mean, you know what gagging is, but gagging is actually yeah. a... It's actually a good thing, technically, if you're in, like, baby lead weaning land, um, because it's them learning how to eat. It's them learning, like oh, this is too big of a piece. Let me like get this Mm -hmm. up now, you know? Um, And eventually the the gagging will get better and then stop as they get older. But it's freaking scary and it sucks, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Like to see your baby gagging, um, it's still like, even though it's not choking, it's reminiscent of choking and Mm -hmm. it's really scary. Um, And I know it gave me like, sky high anxiety to see it happen um so yeah yeah i mean it was funny when i was talking about um doing this tyler like i mentioned at the top of the episode was very afraid of the gagging and the choking um which like for again for parents choking is silent yeah and as megan said they will look panicked at you and they will not be making any noise and Whereas gagging, I mean, you obviously know, like, it makes a ton of noise. And so definitely B12 
be up on your baby CPR um, before and Heimlich maneuver before you have a child in general. But just especially if you're going to pursue baby led weaning, it'll just make you feel better to know that you know what to do in case of an emergency. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So now um, we can go into what methods or or method or methods, plural, um, we have chosen uh, for our babies. So Megan, uh, what have you and Tyler chosen to do with starting solids with Ezra? So after hours of research and panic and all that stuff and, you know, mulling like a crazy person that I am, um, we decided to do a blend. Ta-da! <laughs> Which I just feel like is the most practical thing in this day and age. So I got a book called Baby Led Feeding by Jenna Helwig, and she works for Parents Magazine. And this book just, because like most things, right, it's like, you're a formula feeder or you're a breastfeeder and they hate each other, right? You're like <laughs> lactation consultant, you're pediatrician and they hate each other. And so it's the same thing here. It's like, oh, if you give your child a puree, you cannot participate in baby led weaning. Like you are garbage. <laughs> and that's just crazy. That's just like not, <laughs> there's no reason to make it an either or thing. It doesn't have to be. And that's what she talks about in her book. She's like, it does not have to be either or. It can be both. And so we just, Tyler and I decided that both was great. Um, primarily, like I said, Tyler was very afraid of the choking piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, today, before this episode, I was like, I have to have like fed him a full piece of food before I talk about it. Um, I did it while I fed Ezra a peach slice. So I, we got frozen peaches and I steamed them in our biaba baby cook thing which that thing is incredible love it it's amazing um i'll talk about that in a second but i so i defrosted the peaches and they were that mushy but firm and i waited till tyler got on a call and was busy and then i put it on ezra's tray because i knew that otherwise he would sit there and stare and make me anxious when there was nothing to be anxious about um i had followed all the precautions it was the right mushiness that was the right size and everything was fine. He gagged and Tyler like whipped his head around and looked at me and I was like, we're fine. <laughs> we're doing great over here. Which is funny because like I'm normally the anxious pants one about everything. Yeah. Right. All the things. And this time I was like, I got this. I feel confident that this is what we got to do. Um, so we've been giving him a blend of purees and when tyler makes it it's super smooth again the fear which is fine um he does need different textures but then we've also been giving him some chunky ones um and we tonight i gave him some like a full thing of broccoli that was like the baby led weeding style of just like a floret Mm -hmm. and what was funny is that he did not like it but he liked it before he liked broccoli when it was in a puree so i'm like okay mm-hmm. i see your i see your mind games which like i hate broccoli so i'm like if you hate it too son i won't i won't make it you know tyler loves it and he wants to eat it and he's been sad our whole relationship that i hate broccoli um but anyways so yeah i think that we just feel like a blend works better for us and so we use a little baby cook and this isn't a really great device and you can get like other ones on amazon and i'm actually going to florida for easter and just to spend time and get ezra christened and a couple other things and my mom got an amazon one that is a less expensive brand so i will let the people know 
if it's just as good. But what this little French device does, again, because the French are better at parenting than we are. <laughs> all so, the things. And of course, I they mean... all, all the things. Yeah. If, if you use jarred baby food in France, you're obviously a monster. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Which I will say, Tyler really wanted to make Ezra's food. And I was like, cool, tight. It's cheaper anyways for us um, to just like buy frozen vegetables and do it that way. But anyways, this cooker, it will steam and then blend everything for you. So it's all in one container and then you just wash it out. So we've used that to make some of his purees um, and to start blending things. And we've also, uh, a lot of the literature tells you to do like one food at a time and wait multiple days. Um, And I did that a little bit in the beginning, but now I'm kind of like, you know what? I'll do that for like the big eight, which are the big eight Mm -hmm. allergies. But the other ones, I'm not like multiple foods a day, but I'm not doing one food and then waiting three days. Um, I just feel like that's going to take forever. And (laughs) maybe I should do that, but I don't. And so um, we've already started like mixing things for him. So he had a carrot, broccoli, cauliflower blend. Um, I mix some of his like oat cereal with banana and cinnamon uh, because your baby can have, that's another philosophy of baby led weaning is like the traditional feeding. It's like no seasoning, no nothing, which you shouldn't put salt. Yeah. Um, your baby doesn't need salt like an adult does. So just skip that part. And then obviously like chili pepper, maybe not. <laughs> uh, Probably not a good time for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which like I looked at it up and like even cultures where spices a huge like heat and spice is a huge component they still wait so I was like okay we'll wait too um but you can have things like cinnamon cardamom turmeric mm-hmm. uh other flavors you can add earlier and start to season that way so I love cinnamon I eat it every day it's a good anti-inflammatory so I gave him a little bit of that and he liked it so that's what we're doing in the coal house is just a blend. Um, and I think before when I started researching it, I got really wrapped up in like, well, what are we going to pick? And we picked both. So it can be both. Yes. Um, Megan, what are y'all doing? Yeah. So I guess I'd say we are probably doing a blend as well. Um, it depends on, I think when people see traditional baby led weaning, if you, like are very strict about it I'd say um we're we're probably doing a blend um because Mm -hmm. we have done um so I kind of started out with like mashed avocado like a very chunky puree and then like mashed sweet potato mashed banana um all like chunkier and then I've done some like unsweetened applesauce um Mm -hmm. yogurt like greek yogurt full fat greek yogurt um, like, so a lot of kind of softer, like puree-ish style foods. Um, but whenever we feed her that we do a preloaded spoon. So we put it yes. on the spoon and then we hand the spoon to her. Yep. So, and the baby led weaning accounts that I follow at least, um, say that that's kind of still within the baby led weaning philosophy because you're mm-hmm. handing them the spoon to do the eating. So if they don't want to put it in their mouth, they won't do it. Um, yep. And we do the same yeah. thing. Same yeah. concept. It's it's nice. It's cute. It's messy. It's very <laughs> So, oh my god. It was on his eyebrows. I don't I don't even know 
how I, I'm just, I'm also not, I told Megan today, I texted her, I'm no longer feeding him with clothes yeah. on. Not for a while. We're just going to be diaper and crushing it because he just destroys outfits. Even though he's got a bib that covers his whole <laughs> little arm. His whole arms. It's like an apron with arms. And he just still manages it. Anyways, yeah. You were no, saying. it's nuts. It's nuts. She got it's it in her hair once. Like, not like past the eyebrows. How? I don't know. Um, but like the thing that gets me too is like we have different bibs and we have like an apron bib like you're talking about. But no matter yeah. what, she still manages to get like something in her little baby neck folds. Yes. <laughs> Which is yes. like gross. Today was banana. Today was banana. It was so nasty. It's so gross. Like you like any new parents out there, check the neck folds because <laughs> It's like, I don't know. It's like a Mary Poppins bag. Like, you just don't even know what's going to be in there. Um, always clean the neck folds. Um, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so we're still trying to stick with, like, the, like, self-feeding philosophy. I have yeah. given her more of the baby. Le- like, I've given her several solid solids. Like, so we've done... um We've done like a sliced avocado that wasn't that successful. I've done like a like a banana, like a whole piece of it where they can grip a little um, part of the peel as like a handle and then she'd nom on that. Watermelon, we did pork. So you can feed your baby meats to this way as long as they're like um, cooked in like the instant pot or something to where like again you could like press it and it would and it's Mm -hmm. and it's very very soft and you serve it with like the juices so it's super moist um yeah dry food is your enemy in baby weaning because dry means it's gonna get stuck everything has to be super wet so even if like a veggie today with the broccoli i poured a little bit of the cooking water so that way it was it stayed moist yeah um yeah, but I, I will say, I mean, we've given her several of, like, that type of stuff where it's, like, a, a large chunk. Um, so traditional baby lead weaning. She's gagged um, several times. It freaks me out every time. <laughs> um, so I mm-hmm. have, I mean, I feel like I've tended a bit more to the chunkier, like, mashed type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And also just because she seems to really enjoy eating with her little spoon and i think it's adorable (laughs) Um, so um i i do plan to like ramp up the more solid type stuff soon but i i'd say we kind of eased in a bit more with doing Mm -hmm. like a mash or puree with her self-feeding from the spoon um which and again um something that i didn't say kind of in the summary of baby led weaning but um like Megan said a a lot of stuff you would see would be like oh feed your baby one type of food and then do that like wait for a couple days and baby led weaning um you're supposed like the there's a goal that I see in a lot of these accounts that are like a hundred foods in um the first year or something like that um Mm -hmm. and the goal is to get your baby to experience a bunch of different flavors and textures and learn how to eat and, you know, eat independently and not be a super picky eater. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that is part of the baby led weaning philosophy. It's actually like introduce your baby to more foods, um, 
Yeah. And including the big eight allergens that you mentioned, uh, Megan, um, mm-hmm. because I think old research was like they wanted to avoid um, introduction of those big eight allergen foods. Yeah. Um, but now research actually suggests that introducing them early and somewhat often um, helps babies or people Mm -hmm. potentially not develop those allergies as much yeah and just for those people are like what are the big eight it's eggs soy dairy peanuts wheat shellfish and tree Mm -hmm. nuts and so there's some that are linked so like you're more likely to have if you have a peanut allergy you're more likely to get have a tree nut and vice versa um but that, yeah, my cousin who um, has two little girls, shout out Paula. Um, when Josie, her oldest, was a baby, it was like, oh, no peanut butter until they're like, I don't know, 11 years old or something <laughs> yeah, crazy, something right? <laughs> and she ended up having a peanut allergy, which like in my family, the only person who has a food allergy is my mother. Um, and so they're not biologically related. Um, my mother has a gluten allergy, but she didn't develop that until like, way late in her life but my family like nobody has it but then when Paula had her second daughter Stella the literature had changed and Stella doesn't have it so she's convinced that like that introduction phase um is what did it for for Josie yeah yeah um and there's even a few companies um that I've seen now that that do allergy introduction um like have you seen that ready set food company um no, I and I'm, I'm sure I will now because we're talking about it in the Instagram <laughs> listens to us. Yes, um, they're watching you. Um, it's uh, I saw it on Shark Tank actually, and then I for some reason okay. got advertised it. But um, it's actually it's like little packets. It looks like where it would be like a scant amount of a certain allergy, and it's something you would just like put in their bottle. Um, mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, okay, I mean we're not pursuing that, but. Um, it's just, you know, that's obviously built on the new philosophy of introducing, you know, not a ton, but like in- introducing early and often is the new um, yep. suggestion for allergens. Um, that being said, I am terrified to <laughs> yeah. introduce her to, yeah. uh, for some reason, especially peanut just is the one that yeah, sticks peanut, out to me. Yeah, peanut to me, I'm like, I mean, I know people who are allergic to all the other guys, right? Like my stepdad's allergic to shellfish and he'll get like hives, right? But peanut, peanut, it's like you, I just see like death, right? And I know that's like could potentially hyperbolic, but also not, right? Like I had a friend in high school. I learned how to use an EpiPen because she was that person. If she got peanut, like it was over for her. So I had to learn how to like stab her in the leg with an EpiPen, which is a great skill to have, by the way. Um, to be able to like know how to do that but yeah I mean it's just terrifying yeah. it's just so scary and then you think about peanut it's in everything like we have a wonderful mom friend who um was friends with in college Jess from that millennial mama and her sweet son is that way and you just have to read all the things it's just all over the place yeah it's scary um I've definitely just seen or known people or friends of friends that have had a very serious like allergic reaction to peanut versus the other ones. I feel like I've 
heard of more like milder reactions so yeah mm-hmm. peanut definitely stands out to me um not not looking forward to that but um yeah. I do. like real real talk i'm giving him peanut in the parking lot of the pediatrician <laughs> i'm serious yeah. that way i can be like okay here we go little peanut doom 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 all right, cool. You go into anaphylaxis. I run in. Dr. Godfrey saves you. Everything Everything's is fine. fine. No, I don't blame you. I'm honestly, I need to, I don't know. I need to figure out what, what we're going to do because I don't know that I, a lot of people just do it, especially with baby led weaning um, at home. And obviously if something happens, like you call 911. Um, but I got to figure out what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. um, I think we're going to start of the big eight with egg. And I think we're actually going to do it tomorrow. Um, and just like go yeah. for it. Um, because I'm like, okay, egg again, not one of the scaries, but I'm telling you, I will let you know because we're going to the pediatrician next week. I'm going to do it in front of the <laughs> <Yes>. office <laughs> and see how it goes. Yeah. We've done the only ones we've done so far are egg. We did egg and we did um i've given her greek yogurt several times so i suppose that would be dairy um yeah but those are the only ones um yeah gonna do all the rest not looking forward to it oh no (laughs) but uh actually on the shark tank line we both use it and it's like a baby led weaning must have um but it's the easy peasy brand and it's like e z the letters p and z and so there's little like cute suction mats and they come with also like they call them tiny spoons and they are tiny i mean they're just like eat like the size of your thumb yeah maybe. they almost look like um, like a teaspoon measurer like you know but yes. uh, like but they're shaped ergonomically for a baby um mm-hmm. and so like that palmer grasp they can like grasp the spoon and then the spoon part is so thin it's just so thin and it's flexible because it's silicone. And so that way, like Ezra was like nomming on it today and kind of like gagged himself <laughs> with it and then like pulled it out of his mouth. Um, but it's like, it's a very safe way. And then that silicone too, in the mat, it helps them like pick up stuff. And then of course it's all dishwasher safe. And so I would highly recommend that brand. Yes. Um, and we also, we also have, it's called like a Vachi and it's like a bamboo bowl. Um, I like that to like, because I can't put the food, the like mashed puree on his tray because he will try to stick his whole face in. <laughs> he will just like face really? plant into the food. Oh, that's funny. Yes. Which is like, okay, that's you're you're thinking strategically here, right? <laughs> like I want I'm so hungry. How can I get this into my face and my mouth fastest? <sighs> oh, that's right. Just I mean, we have to like hold it's it's ridiculous. So I use the other bowls, which I'm sure I'll use when he gets older um, for him to feed. But what's nice about those is they come with like, again, like everything is silicone and like um, will stick to your tray, but you can take it off. And then it's just like a nice bamboo bowl that maybe I'll put like, I don't know, cheese plate stuff in or something nice. cute. So that's another brand I would recommend, but if you're definitely doing baby led weaning, do the easy peasy. It's just like, it's easy. It's easy <laughs> and it's peasy. Um, it's no, easy I, peasy. I do love that stuff. Um, like Megan mentioned, the mat is like a suction. So, you know, mm-hmm. when they do 
go and reach for something in the bowl, um, it's they're not going to move the bowl. They can easily like um, rake grasp something out of the bowl. Um, And we got the little feeding set, which also comes with a mini um, cup. Like they call it the tiny cup. It's so tiny. It's like a shot glass. Yeah, it is a shot glass. (laughs) And maybe um, when the pandemic's over and we all get together for a parent party, we should use those. (laughs) Yes. Those are shot glass. But but yeah, that's another choice, I suppose, that you have to make um, because they do suggest um, at some point around when they're starting solids to offer a little bit of water. Um, it's not necessary for them. Like they don't need water. Um, cause again, like formula or breast milk is still their primary source of nutrition and hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, you know, a lot of people will suggest giving them a little bit of water. Um, and so, yeah, so usually baby led weaning, um, will recommend starting from the get go with like a mini open cup like that, or um, they just came out with that same brand, Easy Pizzy, came out with a straw cup, a little mini Mm -hmm. straw training cup, um, and skipping like the sippy cup situation uh, altogether. Um, So that's another fun choice that you have. (laughs) Yeah, I still am noodling on that one. And so the the thinking is that sippy cups it's not like a natural way that you you drink because right. um, you have to like suck the liquid out and that's just not it's not natural and so it like they say it like messes with like your oral development um and delays all these things and i don't know i also know at some point like i know a lot of people who use like the munchkin 360 sippy cup and that's like the best of the sippy cups if you're gonna do one but also, like, I don't know how if I'm going to give, like, a one-year-old an open cup. I guess I could put a straw in it. I don't know. I'm going to have to think more on that one. We'll come back with our thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, or so, my thoughts on that later. So episode. I tried the little tiny cup situation with yeah. her. Um, and for a little bit, she was tolerating it. Um, and then, much like her <laughs> little bottle rejection... <laughs> Hashtag Her Majesty Riley. Her Majesty Riley decided that then when I, one day when I went to hand her her little tiny cup or like guide it to her mouth that she would very, very dramatically like arch back to the point where I thought she was going to arch back out of her chair to avoid her tiny cup. So I was like, well, crap. (laughs) I guess we are going to put the tiny (laughs) cup practice on hold. Um, So... Yeah, we will report back um, when we figure that out because I actually ordered the straw cup. So, <laughs> oh, yes, let me know how that yeah, goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and we also have, I mean, we I have a Munchkin 360 cup. Um, I have one of those. And I also have the Nuck Trainer like cup, which is essentially oh, a yeah, sippy yeah. cup ish situation, um, which I know has. You know, there's a lot of suggestions, let's say, that, again, what Megan said, that there's some negative impacts to their oral development. Um, So I'm hoping we can maybe transition to a straw cup. Um, Maybe she won't hate that, but it is Her Majesty Riley. So I just, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, For some reason, she's super into food, but, like, 
very particular about the vessel that she drinks out of. Um, so. Yeah. And on that note, um, and then, well, I guess we'll probably wrap up after that, but not all babies take yes. the food. And so Ezra and Riley, you know, like ducks to the water. We're just like, yep, this is our, yes. Like I said, I had to prevent him from smushing <laughs> his whole face into the bowl. But if your baby is reluctant, um, Oftentimes they say to just like continue to add in more breast milk, more formula. So that way it tastes like something they're familiar with. Um, and to go with those super smooth purees in the beginning. So that again, it's that like taste and sensation that they're used to. And then they're more likely to take to it. But eventually they will take to it. It just takes some time and some patience. And so know that if your baby in the beginning is like WTF is this, <laughs> where is my milk? I hate you. <laughs> they will they will move past that. Yes. And um, it just might take a little bit more time. And so I mean, don't stress <laughs> you're gonna do it anyways. But don't stress yourself out about it. Eventually they won't just drink from a yeah. bottle. Yeah. And um I mean along that same line, um, if if you do try, you know, baby led weaning or you want to pursue that and your baby is not very into food, like just maybe plays with it or isn't that interesting in it? Um, that's okay. Cause like I said, they're, that's not their source of nutrition. Um, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're fine. Um, you know, up until one years old. Um, so it's okay if all they do is like mash it in their fingers and eventually, like Megan said, they will, it will find their, its way to their mouth and they'll figure it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't stress about them not getting enough food or anything. Um, and I guess just a, a tip I would say is, um, you know, you're, you're not replacing any of their bottle feeds or whatever mm-hmm. with solids. Um, so definitely don't do that. But um, I would say don't try and do a solid feeding around a time when they would typically take a bottle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because like basically when they're super hungry, not the time to try and no, feed them absolutely because no. um, I, I saw this somewhere and I was like oh yeah like that's a good analogy or whatever it was like imagine if you're super hungry and someone was like eat this with your feet because oh, they don't they yeah. are learning like they can't they don't know how to eat right so if you present them and want them to eat um, like in a baby led weaning fashion like eat themselves but um you know, they, they don't know what they're doing and they're super hungry. So no. they're going to get angry and they're not going to be into it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so try it when they're, you know, not right after eating, um, drinking a bottle, but like they're kind of content, but, uh, but could be interested in some food. Um, yeah. is, is my tip. We, yeah. We wait an hour. So an hour after he's finished his bottle, actually he started his bottle. We start to prepare food because it takes him a little while with this like semi baby led weaning situation we're doing and so that hour just gives him time to be full and be happy for playing and then like okay time to eat yep and then it's great and then it's i once heard like food before one is just for fun yep that's a good which again yeah yeah, which is megan was saying like they need iron so talk to your pediatrician about that but it's it's more about exploration and as you get closer to a year old obviously like 10 11 months it does start to take on more of a significant role but in the beginning it's just about letting them experience it so 
try as hard as you possibly can <laughs> not to stress yourself out about it or research it like a lunatic for hours on end. Who did that? I didn't do that. Did you? No. Definitely not. No. That's <laughs> I, that's not even like me or you. No. Never. That's not what we do here. <laughs> awesome. Well, Megan, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, so follow us on Instagram. We're at Megan's as Mamas, and the companion blog to this podcast is Megan'sAsMamas.com. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, please rate and subscribe. And it's the best way to spread the word out about us. And again, shout out to Brian, our editor for this podcast. Thanks, Brian. All right, until next time. <laughs>